Hey everyone, Alan Smithson here. Today we're speaking with Junmo Park, new media business development manager at Korea Telecom, the largest telecommunications company in South Korea. We're gonna be talking about 5G, virtual reality, and transportation. All that coming up next on the XR for Business podcast. Junmo, welcome to the show, my friend. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me, Alan. And I'm really happy to be here. It's an absolute honor to have you on the show. Uh, I was really impressed with some of the work that I've been seeing come out of Korea. And I was very um, impressed to find out that it was the work of you and your team that have put these things together. So maybe just talk about the projects that you've been working on at KTTEL. Okay. Well, our company, KT, is the largest telecommunication company in South Korea with more than 30 years of experience in mobile telephone service, broadcasting, and internet. And I've been with the company for over three years across a variety of different functions, including business strategy, B2C business, and B2B business. But about one and a half years ago, as a company, we decided to establish a dedicated team that's purely focused on what's new and what's next. So uh, we focused on the emerging consumer landscape and the emerging technology landscape and make sure that the KT's brand continues to be relevant not only today, but five or ten years from now. So uh, we are focusing on looking at new business models and emerging technologies then tying those to our strategic businesses. So we wanted to make sure that uh, any new innovation that we bring into the society has a lasting impact, but more importantly, a meaningful impact that is actually moving the needle. So to introduce a little bit about South Korean extra market, uh, South Korea's telecom operators are, are really striving to create a wide range of immersive mixed reality content to leverage their 5G network and attract more customers. And there are three local carriers, including SK Telecom and Korea Telecom and LG U+. And they rolled out their 5G network in the nation in April 2019, and together drawing more than 3 million subscribers in the first seven months of the launch. So, sorry, 3 million subscribers to the, to the new 5G network? Yes, right. So do these people have 5G devices? And, and is there a lot of 5G devices available? Yes, right. Because as the launch of a Galaxy S10 with 5G, and that many people bought that device and using 5G network right now. That's incredible. So how many would you estimate are using the 5G network with 5G devices? Uh, I think until the end of the 2020, uh, more than 5 million people will use it. Wow, that's way far ahead of North America. In Canada, we have zero 5G deployment. We only have it in uh, research parks and research areas. Well, you need to think about that. South Korea is a very small country with a very many numbers of populations. So it is really uh, easy for companies to make decision to build new 5G infrastructures because even though they build small 5G networks, uh, many people would use that. So many, many tech companies feel that uh, building uh, 5G networks is attracting more money than just using 4G network. So how is 5G uh, or, or just the ability to have this kind of massive data pipe uh, affecting 
your ability to do virtual reality or augmented reality or mixed reality? Oh, well, as you know, uh, the VR devices right now do not support 5G network, and all of the devices are using Wi-Fi network. However, we use 5G. Uh, we use VR as the marketing attraction for 5G. And uh, to talk about KT, uh, KT uh, launched the 4K high definition personal media service with the brand name Super VR. And we attract 5G users by selling Super VR. And we are using Super VR as the marketing point for the 5 5G service. Oh, that's interesting. So Super VR, uh, and for anybody who wants to check it out, it's actually pretty cool. It's ktsupervr.co.kr. Did you guys do everything? So did you make the headsets as well, or just the kind of the back end, or did you partner with companies to do this? Well, actually, we partnered with a company called Pico in China, and we use Pico's G2 device. And we provide more than 10,000 immersive videos and features over more than 500 4K high-resolution videos and more than 30 games in various genres such as sports and shooting, horror, and rhythm action. That's pretty awesome. So you basically control the contents. You're like the Netflix of VR in South Korea. Yes, right. Exactly. Can people buy the headsets and subscribe to this service if they're not a KT customer? When we first launched the Super VR device, uh, it was uh, only for KT users. But from the last November, uh, we opened the device to all the platform users, even though they are not using KT. That's awesome. That's really great. And how is the response so far? Oh, well, uh, many people are uh, really satisfied about that, where uh, we are According to some kind of uh, customer report, uh, more than 60% of customers are uh, really satisfied with it. And more than 10,000 of devices are sold in nationwide. And the interesting thing is that many Korean customers are more satisfied with videos rather than games. And it, I think it is really interesting point because uh, many VR users tend to uh, buy VR to play games, including Steam or Oculus or HTC Vive. However, in Korea, many people consider VR as the second TV or personal TV. So they tend to use VR to watch video in cinematic situations. Oh, so basically what people are using is something like big screen where they sit on the couch with their friends and watch a, a large movie in a screen, which is actually, if you think about it now, now that a lot of people in the world are, are stuck in their houses, not everybody has a IMAX size screen in their house. Uh, <laughs> I know I don't, but being able to put a VR headset on and watch a movie on an IMAX size screen is actually pretty wonderful. And you guys are streaming these in 4K, which is really beautiful. Yeah, right. And actually, as we are the IPTV uh, and we serve Ola TV service, which is the IPTV broadcasting system. And we first launched IPTV for VR on Pico headset, which means that people can see the exact same TV while they are putting on the HMD. So you're basically broadcasting the, the regular television into the headsets. Yeah, right. That, that makes sense. 
I think the next thing is you're going to have a big screen or however many screens you want for maybe your computer or your laptop or whatever. And I also think you're going to have a little like a second screen where you see your cell phone as a screen yeah. in VR. So that you can you can check your messages quick with your phone. Yeah, that is our goal to merge mobile service, VR and TV all in one by using our network. Very, very cool. And you said that the adoption is, is picking up. Are you seeing an acceleration now that uh, less people are out? How, how has the economy downturn affected your business? You mean because of the coronavirus? Correct. Ah, yeah. But actually, yeah, as you said, there is a big change for our marketing strategy. As until the last year, uh, we tended to focus on retail stores in order to sell our devices. However, after the outbreak of coronavirus, then most of the people don't visit the physical retail store. So uh, we tend to focus on B2B business, including using Engage VR for online conferences. So uh, we are selling uh, VR devices to schools or transportation services or academies for sell those devices for those enterprise customers. Let's break this down by, uh, I guess, enterprise or business and then education. How are your business customers using these technologies right now? After we commercialized the VR service for enterprise called Super VR Bees, and Bees refers to business, which is often used in Korea. We composed these Super VR Bees with Pico VR headset and VR contents and network services. And many different kinds of industries wanted to uh, apply our service. And uh, we started the first service in transportation. And uh, we launched a pilot VR service in Express Bus in November 2019 with a company called Gumho Express Bus which is similar to Greyhound in America. And uh, really the goal was to understand how our VR technology and contents can apply to other industries with two ultimate objectives. And one was to drive employee adoption so our enterprise clients make sure they're adopting the technology. And the second one is passengers adoption on the other end of it, making sure that passengers are adopting on innovative but emerging technology while traveling and we felt if we tackle these two goals then everything else will come together. So what was the finding of that? Did people use it? Did they like it? What was the outcome? After we are running the VR service for transportation and uh, we got uh, the survey answers from hundreds of passengers, there were several interesting results. Uh, the first one is people that about uh, 3 to $5 is enough per use, which means that uh, as it takes about 3 to 4 hours to move from uh, city to city in Korea, so it refers to the fact that a dollar per hour is considered as not that expensive for the passengers. And secondly, uh, people preferred uh, 3DOF devices than 6DOF devices for traveling. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned before, uh, many Korean people like to use VR for watching videos rather than playing games. So I think uh, this is also seen in uh, transportation businesses. It's really interesting you should say that because I think over here, there's a, a misconception 
that everybody that uses VR wants to have a six degree of freedom experience or being able to move around. But think about it when you're on a train, let's say, for example, you set up a, a stationary space. As soon as the train starts moving and turning uh, or in a car or vehicle, anything that's moving, you have to recalibrate that. Whereas if it's just a heads up display where you're watching a video and you're just not even a 360 video, just a video, uh, you can then relax. Uh, but the headsets themselves, I guess because you don't need all of the sensors to, to have a full six degree of freedom experience with these headsets, can they make them into like a lightweight pair of glasses? And, and is that something Pico is looking at? I've seen some of the Huawei come out with a pair of glasses and Samsung, and they're all kind of teasing at these, and even HTC is teasing at these lightweight pair of glasses. But for now, we still have to wear these big VR headsets. Have you seen any, any prototypes that have come out that look really good for just sitting down on a train and watching video? Uh, you you mean something like the the annual AR glasses or something like that? No, not a, not AR, but more VR, but but in a small form factor. Uh, we tried uh, very different kinds of devices, including uh, Oculus Quest or Pico device for 3D OF and Samsung Gear. And the interesting thing was that uh, as many passengers are not that familiar to VR devices, they had trouble with using 6D OF devices on the bus. However, the 3DOF devices are rather more easy to use than 6DOF, so people felt more comfortable to use that while they are traveling. And uh, while, while they are riding on the bus, then uh, they feel a little bit nausea while, while they are traveling, so they tend not to play games, rather they tend to see relaxing videos. And the videos wouldn't give you that because it's fixed to a main plane. You know, it's something that I think a lot of people over here have almost missed that opportunity or forgot about this opportunity. And when I got into virtual reality in the beginning, the first thing we did was we filmed 360 videos mm -hmm. uh, because we thought that was what VR was. And then we got into sixed off experiences. It's interesting that something as simple as like a company like Big Screen, where they just have a big screen, uh, you know, or, or what you guys are doing is just providing regular 2D content in a much more immersive way for travelers who have to spend time traveling. And I think this is a use case for this technology that we in North America and maybe other parts of the world have just neglected. And have you seen anybody take the same concept and allow business workers to conduct business or, or at least to work while they're doing that, replicate their computer screen rather than uh, video? Have you seen that? Not not really in Korea, but uh, I've seen uh, similar services on the airplane. Uh, I I saw the device called uh, Skylight or Aerospace, which oh yeah yes, how was that? Yeah yeah, running the HMD device for the uh, first class passengers, and I think the concept is uh, very much similar to that one. And actually, we are preparing for the same business for the planes too. But as more people are using uh, express bus and trains in Korea, so yeah, we are preparing the VR devices in order to uh, make more people to experience VR more easily and more comfortably without much knowledge about the VR device. Yeah, I think that's the key is just making sure that everybody understands by putting this thing on, you have a nicer experience. Uh, I think we, we try to a little bit go crazy and say, hey, you have to swing your arms around like an idiot when you're in VR, but just sitting, relaxing, watching a nice video on a huge screen with nice sound 
it's funny, we take it for granted how amazing this technology is in a very simple way. You talked about driving uh, employee adoption of this technology. How is KT using this technology within their own business units to drive value? Well, the employee engagement was the main challenge for us. And it is really important things because if people don't use it, then it's kind of useless. So for us, it was critical that we had a comprehensive training program for VR adoption. So we worked with our technical partners and marketers to really build a robust end-to-end training program that clearly uh, communicating the benefits of the technology, the practical application of it, and what it means for our, our clients. So uh, when, I, when I was training employees for the transportation businesses, uh, my ultimate goal was to provide unique travel experience to passengers. And I also talked to the bus drivers that uh, you, don't, you don't need to be uh, intrigued by the passengers while driving so, because uh, we are supporting the technical issues. So, so I always told to the crew that uh, here is a technology that can not only help you provide unique driver experiences, but also increase revenues in the long term with increased number of passengers. And I also said that we will support customers' complaints about VR with our engineers on phone while you are driving. So it was really uh, clearly outlining the benefits of the VR technology and uh, let them know that they don't have to worry about technical issues. So uh, the fact that we piloted in two bus lines and saw the results for ourselves, and that allowed us to take it to the balance of the organization and tell them, I hear the benefits and we've done this before and this is what it looked like. And that allowed us to drive employee adoption. And it was really critical because the uh, consumer adoption uh, cannot come if our colleagues don't adopt the technology. So uh, we were able to cross others as the other one becomes a lot easier too. That's incredible. As part of your training program, what are some of the business use cases that you're using this for or you're promoting this for? We started a pilot service with a Club Med Resort in China, and I uh, trained the reception desk uh, workers on the climate uh, about how to handle this device and how to explain about the contents or etc. And at the first time, the reception workers were not that eager to learn about that because they felt that they, are, they were too busy to just uh, handling with the hotel works. And they thought that the VR device was just so burdensome to them. Uh, however, as, as I taught them in person, and I also printed some manuals for them to use it, and then they get, uh, once acquainted to use them, then uh, they got easy to uh, serve the device to the uh, tourists. And what has the response been? Have you been able to document uh, an increase in revenues or a decrease in times? What are the results? Well, I cannot say that uh, there were more increased customers because of VR, because of the outbreak of the coronavirus or the hotel. Oh, no. So you were launching it right as... <laughs> yeah. So uh, I cannot say that uh, the numbers are increased because of the VR. But however, as there was the survey when people were uh, checked out from the hotel 
And many people were really satisfied about that additional entertainment service for the hotel. Many tourists thought uh, Fuyar is very good entertaining service for the kids. So many moms and fathers were really satisfied about uh, serving Fuyar, uh, Fuyar at the hotel. Yeah, great toy and uh, experience for kids that have never tried it as well. I love it. So I actually had a thought. Um, are you guys doing, so when people are watching, let's say they're watching videos on a train or a bus or wherever they're consuming your content, do you have inside of their special advertisements in 360? Oh, yeah. To talk about our service, uh, we have uh, advertisement sections in our device, uh, which is composed of images and 360 videos. And for the club mat, uh, we we received uh, Clubmed advertisement videos from them, and we put that on the device in the internal memory. And whenever uh, people click that advertisement, then they can experience the result in 360-degree video. So the client was really satisfied about that because the VR is considered as really immersive media and uh, immersive environment can give the uh, customers with more deeply understand about the result. So many people experience that, that video advertisement. That's fantastic. What are some of the solutions that you're offering in Super VR Biz? And are you are you guys experimenting at all with augmented reality in as it pertains to maybe Hololens or or Magic Leap or these types of things where for factory worker and manufacturing and these types of things or is this mainly consumer facing applications? Right now, uh, we we only serve VR for uh, Super VR Beach. However, we are planning to serve AR and MR service in our business services, and we are actually preparing for uh, AR engineering service or AR touring service or uh, MR education services. And you can see that in the close future. So when you're making, for example, augmented reality, is that is that taking off mobile phone-based AR experiences? Is that something that's happening in Korea at all? Yeah. Uh, about one or two years ago, we tried to use AR glasses such as Magic Leap or Unreal. Uh, however, because the high price of the device, uh, it is not that easy to sell to the ordinary customers right now. So we are focusing on mobile AR right now in the market. What are you seeing people using mobile AR for? Because I agree with you, mobile AR is um, the way to go right now because it's accessible to everybody and everybody already has a phone. So if everybody has a nice phone in their pocket, what can we do with that? Or what are some of the business use cases you've seen that use mobile-based AR? Well, uh, there are some differences between uh, telco companies. My company is focusing on AR traveling, which means that uh, you can put on your mobile phone to the building and then you can see the explanation of the history of that building. Uh, however, some other companies tend to use AR for games like uh, Harry Potter or AR Animal Zoos. You mentioned two things. One, Harry Potter, which was made by Niantic, which made Pokemon Go, the same game mechanics. But just this week, they bought a company called 6D AI. Mm-hmm, which right. is a cloud mapping uh, company who was actually on this podcast previously as well. But uh, it's interesting you said that. And then you said adding a zoo. And this week, again, Google released the ability to see animals just from the browser using their 3D model viewer, I think it's called. 
So being able to see animals in your space using AR. But right now, not many people are using AI right now because I think it is because of the coronavirus. You mean people cannot go outside right now. So, so many companies are having some hard time with using AR. But yeah, I think it will be popular in, in here soon. What about using this opportunity that everybody's at home to maybe show them uh, what products and services look like in three dimensions in their own space? So maybe bringing the shoe store to them or bringing 3D experiences to their phone. Maybe maybe it's not even AR, maybe just 3D experiences. Have you seen anything like that? Well, I saw AR furniture like IKEA and many online uh, e-commerce stores are serving uh, AR stores. And also, Katie also serves uh, AR shopping, which is based on, on the TV. You can see the augmented commerce on the screen so that people can see the, the product in more augmented way. Okay, that's really cool. Would they be using image recognition then? Yeah, yeah, right. Man, it sounds like you guys are doing so a lot. And I think the ability to have so many devices and, and a prevalent 5G network is really unlocked uh, the ability to, to drive these some of these experiences. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. The ability to support 5G network as well as uh, bringing contents for the Korean users was the basis of the uh, VR and AR service in Korean market. Something that I'm really excited about uh, personally is the new uh, Qualcomm Snapdragon XR2 chip that's 5G enabled. So the glasses coming out next year will all be 5G enabled right out of the box. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that too. Yeah, it's going to be exciting times in the next few years. Mm, yeah, I, I believe so. Very cool. Well, Junmo, I just wanted to give the website before I forget. Uh, the website for uh, for your company is Corp. Corp.kt.com slash eng or kt.com, uh, which is in uh, in Korean. And then, if people want to visit, they can also visit ktsupervr.co.kr, and that's the the super VR product that you guys have there. Any last words that you want to share with everybody? I shared many things with you, and and what I learned from. The VR project is that uh, I need to really focus on what I'm trying to serve for the client. So identifying a problem that you're trying to serve and figuring out practical applications is really important when you're having a VR or AR business. That is some true words right there, my friend. What is one problem in the world that you want to see solved using XR technologies? Uh, I really love to see that VR or AR can be used in a very diverse context that every people can use VR and AR in the real physical world. So, uh, so I think VR, MR, and AR technologies will be merged into physical experiences such as traveling or engineering, and those technologies will have enterprises to differentiate them from other companies by creating a digital experience that mimics the physical experience. So obviously I'm at the center of it for some parts of it, but I'm really uh, interested in seeing how that comes to life. And uh, not only does it serve consumer pain points, but also enhances and augments that experience. Well said, my friend. 
Thank you very much, Jinmo. And thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been the XR for Business podcast with your host, Alan Smithson. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Click the button so that you don't miss any of these amazing episodes. Again, my guest, Junmo Park, new media business development manager at KTTEL uh, or KoreaTEL. And thank you again, Junmo. It's been a wonderful experience. Yeah, thank you, Alan. Thanks for having me. Hey there, this is Alan Smithson, your host for the XR for Business podcast. We recently launched the free global resource guide to XR collaboration that's available at xrcollaboration.com. With literally billions of people forced to work and learn from home right now, we felt it our duty to put together a toolkit for organizations to learn how to deploy virtual, augmented, and mixed reality collaboration tools for conferences, meetings, design scrums, classrooms, lecture halls, and so many more. The reality is that these technologies offer a quantum leap beyond the 2D conference calls we're having every day right now. XR Collaboration offers something more visceral, a more human and more social experience in a time of extreme social distancing. We've assembled a coalition of industry leaders to build a set of free tools, including the Global Resource Guide, Directory, and a feature selection tool to help you find the right partners. The visionary partners for XR Collaboration are Qualcomm, Deutsche Telekom, Metaverse, Cleanbox, the Augmented Reality Enterprise Alliance Area, XR Bootcamp, Augmented World Expo, or AWE, and the Virtual and Augmented Reality Association. I want to send a special thank you to our visionary partners and the over 30 people who worked on this project. Your passion to help is absolutely incredible. Get your free copy of the Global Resource Guide and access to the directory today at xrcollaboration.com. To help this information reach as many people as possible, I'll be providing a slightly abridged version of the guide right here on XR for Business as a three-part podcast mini-series. Our first installment will deal with the basics of XR, including a glossary of terms, types of XR collaboration tools, and so on. 